Welcome to the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. This is the post wrap up for our first series on the podcast, the 2000s to 2010 best lyricists based on the Triangle Nonsense opinions of myself, Chuck Rogers, Tim, and Q. They can give their nicknames. Right out. Um, and yeah, so long story short, Jay Z was declared the best lyricist of 2000, 2010. And we're just going to kind of talk about it and wrap this subject up so we can go to the next thing. So um, I believe Tim Are has you saying some, we're on to the next one. I believe um, Tim may have some grievances to air. So, sir, the floor is yours. It's not really a grievance. It's just like, what was going to happen? Jay Z is Charles' favorite rapper. <laughs> Marcus really, really likes Jay Z. We were all, I was always screwed here. I'm the lone Jay Z's, not the god of rap person here. Honestly, what screwed you was the draft in me getting Jay Z in the third round. In the round. third round is insane. We, I, yeah, he should have been in the first. I was thinking about that. I was like, we should have done a one, two, three. So at least, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think going forward that might be something to consider. Because if imagine the draft had gone normal and we had Jay Z, M, and Wayne in their own little bracket, that uh, we'd have lost two of them. Yeah, yeah. that would have made you know that would have made no sense. So it should have been a one, two, three. You should have seated it that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the results. I think the conversations were interesting. Uh, I I thought my perception of Jay Z was going to change because we were I, I thought it was, but maybe it's the time frame that we used probably. I think if you could bring in more '90s so, Jay, I'd have gotten a different representation. So there's a lot of good '90s Jay stuff that we yeah. just couldn't touch. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other I thing that I'll throw, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm, I'm about to I'm about to turn left. So go ahead and say what you were going to say. No, you go ahead. Uh, no, I was just talking about timeliness. One, there's Eminem's the same way. There was if I could have used the first album, that would have been really really nice, but. Like the the content aging well, I feel like for Emma, for Jay Z, your your statement about the content aging well was about like what he was talking about. I think M does fine with that. He just is terrible with what you're allowed to say. Because <laughs> I went through a verse that I was going to use, and I was like, God, he uses like 19 gay slurs in this joint. I cannot dance around it, so I just had to punt it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that stuff that, ages terribly. Yeah. I assume that's why we didn't get kill you because. Yeah. 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 I played Kill You <laughs> last night. I played Kill You, Kim, and Marshall Mathers last night. And I was just like, nope, not going to do it. Which, in an alternate universe, is a mean three to take to the yeah. final round. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. <laughs> but I just couldn't do it. I was like, I can't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. And, like, realistically speaking, like, Kill You may not be, like, lyrical, but the whole time your mouth is just sitting open, like, oh, he said that. Oh, he's, oh, he said that. <laughs> right like, and yeah. i mean yeah it's very very good but i thought it was an entertaining uh an entertaining debate but the outcome was chosen at the beginning as soon as jay-z got drafted where he got drafted and when obviously he was going to make it to the final there was no way i don't think there's any collection of m or lupe verses i could have picked for one we know all the m verses it's in your head you already you could have picked an m verse that would have made you vote you could have picked JD. the way i am if you had picked the way I am, you would have picked the way I am. You know the song. All right, that's fine. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> but you didn't. I was, using, I was using the Marcus tactic where I just referenced the song multiple <laughs> times to put it in your brain. You tried to inception uh, him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
that was a, I think that was a difference of uh, perception on uh, what we were going for in the third. So from me, not not from anyone else, well, just me I, not I thinking think about like, it correctly. We did a really good job the first two rounds, like sticking to like, hey, these are the songs we picked. We're picking based on the songs we picked. I think we definitely left the third round, the final round up to interpretation a little bit more because it's like it's kind of hard when you get when you get the three lyricists that we had and you look at everything that I've been picked so far, it's kind of like hard to not like encompass everything that kind of happened in that time frame and use that and not just right. Time. So yeah. But yeah. But it was but fun. No, I like, I like, I like this format. Um, is there anything y'all in particular y'all would change about the way we did it? I know for me personally, like, I don't know if I want to do this particular kind of deal again, just because it felt like a lot to kind of get wrapped in a week's time. I did like the week time because it didn't give you time to stew on songs, but it also, it didn't give you, in my, I felt like there was times it didn't give me enough time to sit with stuff to kind of figure things out. And maybe that was like, that could impact them. I did think, I like that we kind of had the different methods of, hey, well, do you go for broke here? Do you store some songs. I think that was kind of the most interesting thing about this process was like kind of trying to navigate what songs you play where to make sure like the person you want to advance the song and so forth. And just seeing how you guys did that. I mean, from the time standpoint, you have a unique situation compared to the two of us. We don't have a baby. So (laughs) I felt fine with the time, (laughs) but like I said, I don't have a baby. So that, I mean, that's fair. I would I would be fine with doing this setup again as far as the general setup. I think this is has a styles make fights kind of thing to it where depending on the rapper you're picking, it's easier to say, all right, here's three songs and I'm going to pick out little pieces from these. I think that did kind of hurt me in the Lupe verse. It was very easy to do with the Jada Kiss verses because of the way he puts his verses together. But Lupe, it's hard to say, all right, listen to these two bars and you'll get it because I have to take the strings and, and draw them to seven other places for the weight of that particular line to, to hit. So, but that, I mean, that's call that part the Lupeing of, of the verse. <laughs> that's called talent. <laughs> it's called Lupe skill. so hard. It's called skill. <laughs> It's a beautiful mind where he just uh, yeah, strings everywhere, numbers, and yeah. just. I really struggled with going, especially with Pusha T. I went so far down a clips rabbit hole, and it was hard to like. Everything kind of started melding together, and good verses sound like mediocre verses. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to like a day worth of malice verses for no reason, and <laughs> there was just just sifting through things over and over again. It mm-hmm. really be you start to not trust your own ears. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you I feel like you came out of this liking any of these rappers less than when you started, just based on the amount of their catalog you consumed? I say that because I kind of feel that way about Wayne now. You like him less? Like a lot of his stuff, like aged terribly. Like even worse. Like we have the conversation about Eminem stuff aging, not great, but like. Outside of that Carter, like one, two, and three run, and some of his mixtape stuff, he's his catalog is up and down everywhere. Like his highs are like really, really high. And I still think like that Carter two, that pre Carter two, up until Carter three mixtape run, where including the Carter two, definitely was his high. And there was a few like not missed stuff there. But even in that run, there's some stuff that like when I was in college, I remember hearing it was like, oh, that rocks. And I hear it now, and it's like, eh, that doesn't hit the same. And maybe it's. Maybe some of it is my ears have just matured a bit more and I don't want to hear him rap about some of that stuff too. So, but I didn't get necessarily that vibe from 
anybody else that I necessarily listen to. So, but just curious think, of what y'all thought. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think style kind of matters for that, and and I will give you that for Wayne. Yeah, I mean, he when he was in that zone, the stuff that he was saying was timely. It was very, you know, he's making pop culture references, and it was his style was different then. Like it was different from what other people were doing to an extent. Like he was, he kind of ushered in a new era of how you rap. Like lots of people rap like that now where we're just kind of bouncing between different topics and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I can see how, when you would look at it now, you're like, okay, I mean, that's fine. But at the time it w- it had a freshness to it. So I think that impacts things. I think I had the opposite effect with Pusha T. You like him more? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Like going back through his stuff, just watching his verses kind of build and change as he matures and works his way through the industry and just works his way through life was very interesting, especially since you have this kind of subplot of him and Malice taking different paths and you see the verses where they're together. You can see where like Pusha T is like, yeah, I'll do anything to be successful. And then Malice comes on. He's like, yeah. When he says everything, he doesn't mean everything. <laughs> and then Push is like, no, for real, I'll do anything. And Mouse is like, yeah, well, like, I'm not. Because I really feel bad about some of this shit, y'all. Like, <laughs> And so you kind of see them kind of start to diverge. And it's really right. interesting. I appreciate it the way the clips, I hate to say break up, because they didn't break up, they just went on different paths. Whereas instead of like Little Brother, for an example, like you could hear the breakup in their last two albums. Like distinctively, they were on two different wavelengths, and they were just kind of rapping into the mics. And right. So, and, and like, I could even tell it more. Like when they put out their most recent albums, like, okay, this sounds like a cohesive joy album. But even like with the clips of stuff, like even though you kind of could tell the path they were going on, it sounded like a clips album that kind of worked. Even though I do think Malice got the high end on Hell Half No Fear, not Hell Half No Fury. I'm sorry, till the casket drops. On the verses. And maybe that's just because I think he improved so much from the, where they started to get to that point. They definitely really improved. I think Malice, Malice, I think, doesn't get credit for molding his opinions and making that come through in his verses. So he clearly had a change of heart, but his rapping never suffered. Yeah. He still put together these tight verses and just changed his content. And so it, it worked really well for him. Yep. I agree. Did, I, I'll ask this. Did anybody change opinion on someone else's rapper? Somebody that you didn't think was as good as they are or blah, blah, blah. E- either direction. I was, ex- I was looking to see your fab selections to see if my opinion on fab changed. It changed a little. That's fair. But not a whole, whole lot. I mean, I mean, Fab. I always knew Fab could rap, but the verses you picked, I was like, okay. I mean, Fab, Fab has kept his same style. I think that's a kind of a conversation that we're talking about. I don't think Fab adjusted. He just kept rapping the way he was rapping, and it worked sometimes, and and eventually, yeah, peters out a little bit. But Fab can put out one of those. He could hit one now. I think. I think that's part of why he can hit one now. Is like Fab's style is just kind of he raps about what's relevantly happening in the moment. And it just kind of works well. It lets them be able to work with younger artists and them not feeling intimidated by him. Even though like Fab is Fab isn't treated this way, but Fab is kind of a juggernaut. Like not in the like Jay Z Nas kind of way, but like 
if you think about the way New York hip hop in particular, like rose and fall and kind of rose again, like Fab was on the prominence of why it rose again. Because like after 50 kind of had his like blip and left, Fab was the guy. Like when Jay-Z was kind of figuring out retirement and stuff like that. Until Jay-Z came back, Fab was the guy in New York. Was he? He was. People, what what years think, are we talking here? Well, basically, fifty destroyed he, he everything in 03. I don't think. So, was, I think Fab was I mean, it would have been Fat 50. Joe. No, it wasn't Fat Joe. Though. That's what I'm telling you guys. It was Fab. <laughs> it wasn't Fat Joe. Like if you go to, if you were listening to music in that era and comparing it, like yes, because if you think of the commercial success that Fat Joe had in that time frame, Fab had more. Like it's hard to believe based on the songs that came out, but Fab had more. Like come from a commercial standpoint. Give me give me a year here, because in my head, when you're saying when 50, 50 destroyed everything, like 50 yeah, took yeah, over I'm, everything. This is clearly from, after 50. This is after Jay. That's, like, that's what I'm after, trying to say. So 50 came in in 03, right? That's that's when Get Richard I Try and Dropped. He ran everything for what? Three years ish? I would say somewhere. Two. I would say 03. Okay. Well, I guess I would say 03 to 05. Would be a song. Okay. Something right. So let's say 06 is where the, yeah. the opening is. Where's Jay Z in 06? Are, is that Kingdom that post Black album? Okay. Kingdom Come. Yeah. That's, that's what is Fab is. dropping at that time that makes him the guy? Give me one second and I will tell you. That's what, because in my head, when I think of when Fab was crushing it, crushing it, it was before 50. What? So Kingdom Come. So Fabulous Discography. Fab in 04, he released Real Talk. In 07, he released Nothing or Something. In 09, he released Loso's Way. So that's the time frame, necessarily. So 07 is the big year. Because from Nothing or Something is Fab's best album and closest thing he has to a classic. I don't think Fab has a classic necessarily. But I don't think that's a big. Oh, I don't know how so. I can tell you how it's so. so. I mean, for our conversation, I think that matters because you're saying. All right, you know, give me a second. Give yeah. me a second. I can tell you. I'm looking it up. I'm going to look up the top hip hop songs from in 2007 to see. Uh, it went gold. No seven. That was fine. It was fine. That was at the end of everybody going platinum. I think, I mean, yeah, Lupe went was. gold. It was billboard number two. Didn't know that. 2007. I mean, we're in that's that's the early T Pain window, yeah. But no, I'm I'm specifically talking about New, New York. York. I got you, yeah. <laughs> I'm I got not you. talking about the whole scene because if you talk about the whole scene, nah, you, gotta yeah. mention, you gotta mention Kanye and you gotta mention Game, those are the two big ones you gotta mention in that time frame, and then you gotta mention what was going on in the south, which was Luke T.I. and Ludacris as well. Let me ask you this so Fab over Dipset or Jim or Whoever you want to pick from that so, at that time, because Dipset, Dipset was took over Dipset, and what, or, or we're hitting in four ish. So mm. oh, that's hard. Let me let me go look at the album. I got to look at the albums to be specific. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the top songs that were released. Right, we got "Make It Rain." I'm looking for New York rappers in this list. So this is everything. No, that's including R&B. We had the "Make It Rain." which came out jim jones had we fly high and when i saw that i was like yeah. i feel like it was the gym that was the gym so zone fab, where it was like so all those guys fab's run coincides with the end of dipset from See, an influence 
So for influence perspective, from an influence perspective, dip, so Diplomatic Community came out at the same time as the same years Get Rich Not Trying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So Dipset and Fab, one could argue. Well, the difference is Dipset had an influence that spanned outside of New York, and Fab didn't. But like Fab's influence on New York kind of happened as Dipset Rain was in. But it kind of colluded at around about the same time. I wouldn't necessarily argue from a movement standpoint Fab was bigger than Dipset, but Dipset's movement didn't last that long either. Yeah, but it seems like Fab is just sitting in the background as these empires rise and fall. No, no, and he like, was, yeah, he's consistent, but I mean, he's a constant. Yes, I mean, he's always the point, there. I think that was the point I was making necessarily. Like he was the guy that kind of kept things afloat while everything else was going around. Oh. I think that was more the point I was making. When did the massacre come out? Because I think we might be cutting fifties run short. Oh five? No, really? Mm-hmm. Or th- I thought it was oh five. I I'm get money sure is 05. on the. I get money is on the charts for two thousand seven. Yes, but that was off of Curtis. That was off Curtis. Okay. Yes, and that album did not do good. But that album single, definitely didn't that, do good. That song well, did really, really well. What is good? Because I think Curtis went gold. If we're going with that, I'm hundred percent certain. Actually, Curtis, Curtis went platinum. I'm hundred percent certain sure. Curtis went. Platinum. It just went single platinum. About, yeah. yeah. I, I think 50 was still the guy at that time. I think 50 doesn't drop until after Curtis. I don't think 50 was the guy in 06 and 07. I don't, I don't think I agree with that. I just don't ever remember thinking to myself, Fab is the face of well, New York think- hip-hop. After, when he was on his mixtape run with Clue, I might have said that before 50 came in, when there was, was the, like a, a gap. Fab's mixtape run wasn't as good as Fab's drama run, from a mixtape standpoint. And that happened around that same time frame. From like 05 to 08. That was, yeah, that was the mixed, fast mixtape for drama run, too. But the reason you don't see it that way is because people weren't really looking to New York hip hop in that time frame either because of everything else was going on in places. That's what I was going to say. We were shifting yeah, to the yeah. South, right? Yeah, exactly. But and at that point, the then, shift had kind of already, like 50, the shift had already happened. 50 just kind of brought it around, back around. So then did he carry New York or did he lose it? I don't think he... A captain's lost the city and we got to get it back. R.I.P. Stack no, Bundles. I don't necessarily think he lost... Jay Mills. Go ahead, sorry. That was Jay Mills. That was Jay Mills. That was Jay Mills. Um, I don't know that he lost it. I think he held things afloat until it cycled back around. And I guess the question is, did it really cycle how... When did it cycle back around? <laughs> that was going to be my second question. Well, I guess the when question is, it, it, didn't, it didn't die because Fab. Ah, it's never going to die. It's New York. Uh, what, you think New York is ever going to fade out of being relevant in I hip-hop? Think there was a big, not I think relevant, there was a but, big worry when the Black Album dropped that that was exactly what was going Because the South had already started to kind of chirp. Loud. New York cannot be the mecca of hip hop as far as what we're getting our cues from. I think that's happened. Before. I think Atlanta took over for New York for a while, but I don't think it'll ever be. We're not checking for New York. That could happen to Los Angeles. But I guess I guess the point I'm, and everybody fades. But I don't think it'll ever happen in New York. I mean, I agree with you, but I guess the point I was making was that Fab was still putting out singles that were hitting in that time frame. Where that's what I was supposed to do. What were Fab singles at the time? Cause I'm trying to think uh, of Fab singles that hit, and I'm thinking of like the Lil Mo joint. I'm thinking of Breathe. I'm thinking of Make Me Better was on from yeah. nothing to something. Diamonds was on there with Jeezy. Yeah, he was on. She got. Her, he was. He was going. She got her own with Jamie as well. I don't know if that counts, but yeah. 
Yeah, that counts. I mean, it counts. I don't know. But it none of those were as big as yeah. I can't deny it was bigger than all those joints. Superwoman was yep. bigger. Than, I mean, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like the peak of Fab, I don't think was well, there. So I maybe mean, the overall height of New York was lower, and you're saying he was at the top of this lowered bar. That, that's just, that's, that's, that's just what I was saying. I okay. wasn't saying that Fab okay. was just like you go to New York, you think fabulous. I was saying the people that were in New York, Fab was the guy that carried the torch for them. Money was that. That's more what I was saying. Not a big overall picture. But the point is, New York was down during that time frame, and during that time frame, when you were in New York listening to hip hop, Fab was a guy on the radio, okay. and then all the others, all the southern rappers. That's I think that's the more point I was making. So I wasn't trying right. to make some like Fab is the guy. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. So. And we got on a really long Fab tangent, but yeah, yeah I'm I mean, sorry. Fab can rap. I mean, I, I guess I came away think feeling the same. Fab can rap, but I don't know. I feel like he was talked about in a. Uh, I, I guess I'm thinking more high school, honestly. So it was before that stuff where where we put Fab, I maybe I expected him to go elsewhere yeah. or stay. I, maybe that's what it was. My expectations didn't meet what I thought he was going to do based okay. on the success that he had. Because he had, as we said, Fab had some joints. But when he battled Jadakiss. Yeah, but I mean, like, Fab had been, Fab had been with Def Jam for a long ass time. So you're going to get joints if you stay on the label forever. That's just the way the yeah. works. Like the machine's gonna work for you. Up until Jay Z took over. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, Lupe got a verse. I don't know what else you want. <laughs> <laughs> Lupe got one more verse than Joe Budden did. He certainly did. Hey, Joe got a verse. It was just a whole song on his song. <laughs> Joe got a diss. That's not. It's not the same. He got a long verse. <laughs> a long verse. He just couldn't be on it either. Yeah. Uh, going through this, the other thing that I thought about is, I think if we redid it, I would pick slightly. I would still pick Lupe. Obviously, I would draft Joe Button earlier so I could get <laughs> Joe Button. But I would have picked somebody like I, I think it would have been reasonable to pick Wale, like to do this. I think it would have been it would have been fun to see how his verses r- ranked up. I don't know that he would have he wouldn't have won. Like, there's no winning, but for the fun of the conversation, I think it would have been interesting. At some point, we're going to find a subject in which we go back and look at some of Wale's verses. Charles was telling me about a concept that he was doing. Charles, you want to explain it about the... Uh... Yeah, so I saw this on Twitter. Um, there is somebody that's posted, hey, basically take your favorite artist and make a concept album based on their discography. Make an album, Ooh. title it, make it a concept. Um, the trick is to do 10 songs. Um, I'm doing Jay-Z right now to where I've got my title. I've got... Um, I'm doing 12 songs, 10 songs and two bonus tracks because that, that felt fair. Um, so... And so what I've gone and done so far, I basically went through, um, why am I automatically leaving? Um, <laughs> I'm going through, yeah, I've never seen that before. I'm going through, I've already gone through and picked through the songs based on my concept through his catalog, wrote them all down. And then like, I'm just trying to figure out which, well, I guess I have two of them picked out already. Are you doing this on Spotify playlist? Um, I probably will put it on the playlist once I'm done. Sorry. Right. Mm. And just do that. I mean, that I'm might thinking- actually, that might be the new way I do playlists, honestly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That would be fun. I was thinking since we um have this week off, we could try and put together some. Cause I was thinking about putting together a Wale mix that was I Love You DC. You gonna do it based on his albums? Because none of his mixtape stuff is on streaming. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I'll do Joe Button. No, I won't. <laughs> huh. You know how frustrating it was like going to, like through like Tidal and Spotify and going through Movie Music 4 and I was like I know this is Mrs. Songs like my copy of Movie Music 4 on iTunes has the whole thing I was like there's like seven songs that's just 
I don't know if the samples didn't get cleared or what. I was just furious. I never started with Spotify. I started on YouTube and yeah. it gave the Spotify a link if it worked. Like that was yeah. about that makes sense. Because I, I yeah, I, I mean obviously Lupe's whole mixtape run is not on Spotify. Yeah. I did um I did download that piff during this whole thing because there was no way I was gonna try to dig through YouTube to find all those little Wayne verses. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. smart. Yeah. But they do. But that piff does let you like download and like sync it that way, so you don't use data to do it too. So I actually need to go through. Gotcha. That. I use that piff to listen, and then I would find the oh, that's because like we were saying, I would have a a bar in my head, and I'd be like, I don't remember what song this is from. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Uh, I think it was a good little uh, exercise. But at some point, we should probably. <laughs> Oh, a, a big ass exercise. <laughs> it was a lot more than I thought. I got a notebook here. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, look at all these pages. Just full of scribbles, numbers and ratings and categorization. And half a beautiful mind. 85% of it is not used. It's just like <laughs> the 28 songs I picked out for Jada. Um, Somewhere I have an entire paragraph. Jesus. Wow. I'm sitting here. Somewhere to- I have an entire paragraph charting. Uh, Pusha T's beef with not right. <laughs> we'll go left somewhere. It'll land somewhere, yeah. Uh, so I, I think this is the time to kind of go into what we're going to do on the next joint, just kind of introduce it when you say that uh, makes sense. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Q, can you lead us in that? Because I don't exactly remember what it was we're doing. So um, We were going to look at our favorite video games, and we're going to try and break it into a couple different eras to prevent some of the redundancies that we've had um, looking at childhood, basically um, childhood, which will bring us up to 2000 and then 2000 to 2013 and then 2013 and on, which basically gives us up until PlayStation one, then PlayStation two and PlayStation three in one tier. And then since PlayStation four was released, yeah, I like how you just doing PlayStation. Ain't nobody say nothing about Xbox or Dreamcast <laughs> or it's, Dreamcast. We just it is what it is. But yeah, that decision was made back in what two thousand and three, right? We're like, oh, yeah. PlayStations, everybody's got them. Cool, we're here yeah. now. Yeah, that's true. what we're doing. Um, I think that's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting. The conversation is going to be very different because there's no like, yeah. here's my examples. Let me bring you to this chart right here about why Final Fantasy that VII and- is better than whatever. Oh, Final Fantasy Seven, huh? That's what you know me. Yeah, Final true. Fantasy Seven is my loop. I'm actually really it literally is your loop. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you have for this because I have never paid attention to the Final Fantasies. I don't do RPGs like that, Fair so enough. I'm excited to just take all that in. I'm curious to see what y'all pick in general because I feel like the three of us have. Well, I feel like we have co-op taste as far as video games, but the stuff we play on our own, I feel like, is very different. Yeah, it is. I think this will be an interesting draft with a lot of people pulling random names out of a hat. Yeah. So, I mean, I I am wondering if we're going to overlap. There's only really the current generation is the only place where I might worry about it. I don't Um, think we're going to overlap, but I think it's possible, man. It's possible. I think my pick for current gen might be the same as Marcus is probably the one I'm worried about. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't even. I'm pretty remember. sure. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure Charles hasn't played my favorite game from PS4. I'm fairly certain I haven't played either of your favorite games from PS4. I'm pretty sure both of you have played mine. <laughs> so from PS4, is it Madden? 
Like, <laughs> I don't know that I don't played know. Madden on PS4, actually. Shit, you know what? I haven't either. I haven't got Madden <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't. Did they, did they give a free one? If they gave a free one, I might have played it. But yeah, no, nah, I haven't nah. played Madden. Dang, NFL, you messed it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly what happened. I was like, oh, I guess I can't buy Madden now. Did you download 2K? Yeah. Good job. You should yeah, play yeah. that at some point. I, see, I know you bought it. I mean, I'm in. I know, I know yeah. you bought it already, so, yeah. I just won the MVP award after playing 82 games, so. I don't have it in me to play 82 games, Your man. First don't you play, like, 16-minute quarters? Yeah, I play, like, 12-minute quarters. Ugh. It takes so long. Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> yeah, dog, I've been home for a while. That's, That's fair. Just, just knocking it out. <laughs> Look, I just I can't play, do it. Like, it, it bothers me. 11-game season of the WNBA season to get to the playoffs, and I feel like it's dragging. I'm on game like five. <laughs> Are you playing with the aces again? Of course. I mean, get off that bullshit. Of course. I'm annoyed because they don't have the rosters right, but because I played the wings and Skylar Diggins was on the wings. Now this Mac confused. Like she doesn't play with them anymore. Yeah, her to her new team. Also, I just realized like how loaded that damn sun that damn Mercury team is. It's like how did they let that her thing walk? is nasty. <laughs> Give me the names. I don't know the roster like that. Who um, Diggins Smith, Tarasi, Griner. Hmm. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. the big three. All right, I'm cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and they're all playing. Nobody, none of them are sitting out this year. <laughs> I was gonna say, is Tarasi gonna play the? No, she set out to uh to get that Russian money one year, right? Yeah, well, like two years. Yeah, something like that. And then mm-hmm. um, the Sparks have um, Candice is playing, and then mm-hmm. the older Nkumbabwe sister is still playing. The one that won MVP a few years ago, and then mm-hmm. they still got. I don't know if Tia Ruffin Pat's playing or not, but they got Chelsea Gray who played at Duke is really good too. That's their big three, probably. If I'm glad she needed I'm glad she needed to sit out because them them four would have been the interior would have been a problem. Um do we know um oh yeah, Chrissy Tolliver sitting out and the Sparks are like, okay, cool. <laughs> We're working out. She didn't want to be there anyway. <laughs> You're still upset about that? Yes, I'm still upset about that. Why? She played in Maryland. She won a championship with the Mystics, and then she just gone. Word. I mean, Don't like LeBron's in LA though. Don't bring LeBron into this. This is not an NBA <laughs> issue. Are you sure? We're doing our own things here. I'm. I was mostly concerned with going back to back. Which now that we're in a situation where the Mystics are in a bubble and Tina Charles isn't showing up and Elena Deladon's just trying not to die. Then we're not we're not really worried about a championship anymore. Nah, just ride it up. Which means these back to back shirts that I already printed up are going to go to waste in the back. So, so basically, you're the Wizards, is what you're saying? No, we won a championship last year. So <laughs> this, year this year, you're the Wizards because neither oh, one yeah. of you, ne- neither team is going anywhere. Nah, not really. The Wizards aren't even in the bubble, are they? Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, Bradley Beal's not in the bubble. So the Wizards aren't in the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder, because I was reading an article about how the NBA was like, they expanded the bubble to make sure the Wizards came in so Bradley Beal would play in, and he was like, no, not going. (laughs) (laughs) We could have left it at 20. I will say, like, part of me kind of wants the Blazers to win the title because I really want Dame to win the championship, and this is the only chance they're going to ever have to win the title as their unit they are now. I'm like, cool with Dame winning the championship, but hell no, I don't want the Blazers to win. Okay. Not at like all. Have, oh, I feel nugget? like I, that's fair for you to say. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not the Blazers. 
That's fair. Put I like Murray that. Redemption Tour. I feel right. like Dame and CJ are both too hard-headed to ever leave the Blazers, so they're just going to be stuck there forever. Oh, no. I think Dame's out of there. Oh, I think Dame's going to retire before he leaves. I, I, I think Dame's going to leave. If, he, if, if the timing works out, I think Dame will leave. I think Dame only leaves to go to Golden State. <sighs> like... Damon Golden State would be a such a damn problem. What do you do then? Like, do you is just Steph, play- wait? Is Steph still there? Wait. I mean, Steph's never leaving Golden State. That's so what I'm put, saying. You put Steph. Why would Steph play, the- play at the three? I don't think. No, no. That would be. That would be. I'm just that would be worse if, than if they got Giannis. That my would be, only point. No, it would is not. That it would if, not. Go ahead. Your only point. Sorry, Marcus. My only point is that if Dame leaves Portland, he's going home. He's not going anywhere else to like. It's Portland to bust. I don't. I don't. I think. I think he's been frustrated with the way that they've been running Portland a few times, and I think if the right situation comes along, he'll go. It has to be about winning. He's not just gonna. He's not gonna. You know, Jimmy Butler and just be like, I'm gonna go over here. But see, no I disrespect to Jimmy I, Butler. I also, Shouts out. I to also him. don't think Dame is just gonna go to any city though. Like, I don't think Dame's going to go to Milwaukee. He's in Portland. Uh, Portland. He might not go to Milwaukee. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, I don't even think he would go to Houston. Houston. I don't think he would. He's in Portland. It's not like he's in L.A. He's not but I think he would want, he's in Portland. I think, I think he would want to go to a big city type of environment. I think that's important. I feel like Houston has like, got enough juice. It's obviously not Miami. There's, it's just Miami, New York. Or but they're telling Jersey, such a, like, a competent coach, though. Like, I don't think I could see Dave not wanting to. That's play. a whole nother conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like he's been frustrated enough time with the way they're running that team that he could do. You, make. Do we want to go ahead and wrap this? I guess we, we probably should and then just have this conversation on our own. So, yeah, video game. <laughs> yes. Video games are coming. See you guys in two weeks. Thank you for tuning in to more Triangle Nonsense podcast.